buying with the intention of actually adding value to your wardrobe and not just buying everything on sale because it's on sale. So those are the things that I, I teach my, my clients that, you know, when you have like a basic now, because now you know what to add to your wardrobe. You don't just purchase because you have money in your hand and you actually purchase clothes that you can get like value out of, like maybe you can wear for the next three years. It's episode five of season three of the We Move Experience podcast, the podcast where you learn practical and effective ways of dealing with setbacks on your path to success. I'm your host, Dumelo Biani. On the show today, we have image consultant, content creator, and the founder of Royal Couture, Omila Kokoro. Omila is an established entrepreneur with an impressive active digital footprint running her clothing boutique solely online. And unsurprisingly, she was named Sowetan Beauty and Fashion Influencer of the Year in 2021. Today, she shares with us how she started her business as a side hustle to her career in economics, the incredible work she's doing with her husband through the Kopoga Foundation, as well as giving us valuable advice on social media collaborations about how to initiate them, how to grow from them, and when to reject them. So if style, business, and success are on your vision board, this is the episode for you. Omila, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Tumelo. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so jumping straight into things, there's uh, something that I wanted to ask because um, my timeline was just full of reshares and full of posts over the summer in South Africa about uh, Omila's Makoti way. Like in a time yeah. in a time where most people could agree that um, we like wives shouldn't subscribe to a certain type of dressing, certain types of rules yeah. from, from their in-laws. What made you think about taking um, like traditional wear and making it modern and stylish in a way that they could still wear what is requested, but in a way that suits them? Um, I love that question because I like talking about my body wear, especially <laughs> because there's so much, um, um, a lot of, like young wives these days are not necessarily happy about you know the dress code you know there's a lot of um things that come with it like people believe certain things about dressing that way and um some can see it as an oppression as a form of oppression mm. some see it as a form of respecting the family that you're marrying into and um so there's different views about it and other people prefer just you know, not worrying about what it is and just doing it for that moment and then going back to their lives. And that's me. Um, I knew that I was marrying into a closer family and I knew that I was not going to walk into that family and all of a sudden change their minds about what it is to be a Magodi because Omela is there now. You know what I mean? And um, it wasn't a matter of, oh my gosh, I found myself in love with a closet man and uh, now I'm marrying into this family. Now I, it was not a surprise. I grew up seeing it. My mom went through it. My grandparents went through it. So it wasn't. It's not foreign for me. And I feel like um, I just did not necessarily like how <laughs> the clothes, like <laughs> how they set and the and the and the cuts and and everything. So for me, I was like, you know what? 
because I, I, I really love my husband and I want to honor his family. Um, I'm not going, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm not just going to do it just so, you know, okay, fine. Omila did wear them, you know, because mm. I don't believe in doing anything half, half-hearted. I was like, okay, cool. You know what? Let me actually design pieces that I would wear, even if I'm in the city. Yes. In the, in the, in, in the print, in the African print, in the Macheromane print, uh, they call it, uh, three cats da gama. I was like, okay, let me let me actually design pieces that I can wear, be it I'm invited to a brunch or I'm going to visit my my my, my in-laws back in Akaya. So um came up with the concepts and came up with dresses and yeah, the response was amazing. It was amazing, it was amazing. Um it's covered up, it covers up the areas that we're supposed to cover up as Omar Kodi, and yet you still feel like yourself. I didn't want to lose myself in them. Mm. And so, yeah, that's, that's where it came from. For so, women to f- still feel confident and sexy and um, classy, respect- respectable in their Magwati way. True. And uh, tell me about the timing. I feel like you know how our summer, <laughs> our summer is the summer of love. And this way... Most people become like, oh, did, did you really time yeah. it that I want it to be out and out there by the time that uh, people are considering getting married traditionally as well? Or was it just a coincidence that things went up at the right time? You know what? It was, it was God, Dumelo, more than anything. Because in September, I launched my Royal Couture range and like, from the beginning of the year, I've been wanting to do the Makoti thing. And my husband was pushing me, when are you going to start the Makoti thing and whatever? So um, in November, October, I think we launched in October, actually. In October, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go home with him in December. Mm. What am I going to wear? So then I was like, okay, let me just do a few pieces. And th- when those pieces were done, I was like, hmm, maybe this is the right time to launch. And then I just took <laughs> pictures in <of> my kitchen. <laughs> I took pictures in my kitchen and I did a video and I was like, okay, cool. Let's look around pricing. How much did I spend in making these things and looking for a CMT, someone that can help me with, you know, producing the stuff. And I was like, okay, cool. God, let's do this. I was so nervous when I, when I was, the day I was supposed to actually post the video and whatever I'd launched, I was like, oh my gosh, are people going to buy? And, 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 but then, you know, I was just like, okay, cool. Let's do this. I, I sent it out there and I was so overwhelmed by the response. Like, yeah, it was not yeah. even a planned thing, but I think when the scripture says that I, the Lord, will make it happen when the time is right, it's not, it's not necessarily about Omila being like knowing the timing and calculating because honestly, I didn't calculate. And now people are like, oh my gosh, Omila, December is going to be booming. People are going to be getting married. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, okay, Lord, I see what you're doing here. But it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, for me, what was odd, like knowing you and seeing people who have no connection to you whatsoever, resharing this, I'm like, wow, this is this is from Omila. This is from Omila. I know this. I mean, like, <laughs> and and one thing I have to say is that your kitchen is iconic. It has produced so much content. We feel like we've been there, but that is also one thing that I wanted to talk about when it comes to 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 producing content that is related to your brand. Like, how yeah. much of it 
well, I will include the pandemic in the sense that it limited what we could do and yeah. how much of it is just like, no, people will accept who I am and where I am and not, it doesn't have to always be staged. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, well, let, let me stop by saying like this whole like content creating thing also started, it was not intentional. I, I wasn't like, oh, I want to I wanna be an influencer and whatever. I just started taking pictures of my outfits and outfits of my friends that I had styled and just posted them. And then I saw that people were like taking a liking into it. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I was like, okay, cool. Let me have a schedule. I'm posting how many times a week? What kind of content am I posting? Is it fashion related? And I needed to like find that mission, whatever. And obviously something that really speaks to my heart as well, because I think it's a big part of um, like producing quality, authentic uh, content, something that speaks to your heart and not, a duplicate of what someone has has done and so um i really believe that outfits speak for themselves wh- wherever you are you could be standing on top of a tractor by the farm and putting on the nicest outfit if you've got great quality photo lighting is good you have your outfit coordinated nicely it will touch people mm-hmm. whether you are there or you are in a restaurant the best restaurant in Santin or whatever it will speak to people. So for me, I will not go to a restaurant to take a picture. I will not go order a cocktail just so I could have like an aesthetic pleasing um, picture. Yeah. If, I've, I, if I know that I don't have plans, but I, I've got others to shoot, I will shoot them in my kitchen because the lighting is better there. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I'll go there, shoot my outfits and take them off, put them them back on the rail and and edit and just pause so for me as long as the quality is good because i don't want to give people crappy quality um as long as the quality is good and i'm comfortable and yeah so i i think i might have seen the start of your business but what i didn't know is the 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 inception of it and what made you think okay cool the the corporate world is something that I studied and is something that I pa- I have passion for, but there's something about styling and and just like also the, the, the concept of um, image consultancy. It's something that amongst Black people, so to say, I'm not very familiar with, but I, I was yeah. aware of. And to see someone I know doing it, who I will say at that point, I didn't think that's what you studied and I don't think it is. <laughs> How, like what made you yeah. think is something that you want to shift into and want to put more effort into? Um, I think I think there's a huge gap for it in South Africa, like huge, huge, huge gap for it. Um, I think most people think that styling is only for celebrities. You know, you can only do celebrity mm-hmm. styling. But um, I've worked with people like that are normal, like me, like like day to day, your nine to fives kind of people that have no clue what to wear you know they just um not that they don't have style they do have style just that they have not yet discovered what their personal style is Mm -hmm. so part of being an image consultant is actually working with people recognizing what 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 they already have because people think no i want to look like one one i want to look like whoever and then they end up being uncomfortable in those clothes because they're not for their body type first of all, and it's not uh, fitting to their lifestyle. It's, 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 it's a lot of things. So with, with 
with personal styling when I started, obviously a lot of people were like, What? You, you what? My my I remember my dad was like he was really confused, Shem. And I understand because he was just like, So you wanna tell me that um you're gonna stop doing what you were doing? You're gonna leave economics and finance and go into next course. So you want to be And 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 it was like like a shocker. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be offended because my dad does not know this. It didn't exist. It probably didn't exist back in their time. So I was like, okay, let me let me educate them. Let me teach them. And people would laugh. Like sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, what are these videos that you do? Like flipping into different outfits and stuff. And I'm just like, wait, you will understand. For now, let me just educate you and not take offense and just teach people what it is. And um, yeah. And I was also amazed by like the number of people that actually responded to it and um, thought, okay, let me try. I mean, let's do this. And after we've gone through the whole process of like your wardrobe review, lifestyle reviews, personal shopping, and actually just... Um, um, styling the pieces and stuff, you see how people's lives like change the mm. confidence level. Now people are posting three, four times a, a week on Instagram, you know, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> you know, the confidence levels are high knowing the type of hair that works for your lifestyle, for your work, for your style and everything, not wearing things people because you weren't wearing things because people are wearing them, um, buying with the intention of actually adding value to your wardrobe and not just buying everything on sale because it's on sale. Mm. So those are the things that I, I teach my, my clients that, you know, when you have like a basic now, because now you know what to add to your wardrobe. You don't just purchase because you have money in your hand and you actually purchase clothes that you can get like value out of, like maybe you can wait for the next three years. So, um, and then you know that you can like spend a little bit on, on trends because they're going to be out of fashion anyways. Yeah. And, and one thing that um, seems to be overlooked when it comes to, to what you're doing is the empowerment that you do for women. Because at times we think of empowerment as, oh, we need to do campaigns that will help people get jobs, do that. Yeah. But the mere fact that someone gets to walk out of their house feeling like they're the best version of themselves because you styled them is something that is really, really um, like overlooked. Like how much of it is you doing what you love yeah. and you helping other people. I'm so happy you actually like uh, realized that because I think that's like one of the cause of why I do what I do because um, we in a generation where, you know, appearance is everything now, you know, and you find the perfect version of what beauty is on TV on magazines and whatever and social media and you find that women specifically women that not don't necessarily feel comfortable in their weight or in their bodies whatever it is feeling good like having that believing that you are good enough from the inside out i promise you i have sessions <laughs> sessions of where i feel like maybe i'm 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 i'm, I'm sounding too preachy right now yeah. to my clients but I always want to tap into that whole how are you feeling about yourself how do you feel when do you most feel beautiful which body part do you like in your body and why what what do you not like and why don't you like it mm. so we dig deep into that and you find that now it's not just about the clothes but it's about the person realizing that they're worth it they are worthy they are beautiful and they can be and do anything that they want to do without having been 
like bombarded by what beauty is and you know and all that kind of stuff so for me that's a big part to see somebody smile in front of the mirror when they're trying off their clothes like oh my gosh I never thought this could be me you know kind of that's amazing like that's fulfilling yeah and I mean you're not only uh doing like um uplifting and empowering work through only what you do with styling but the work that you did during um the beginning of the pandemic with um, the Koboga Foundation that you and your husband have, that is something that I felt I myself that um, you went out there when people were trying to stay inside and keep themselves safe, where you were, you and yeah. your organizations or um, where we're, we're reaching people who no one was thinking about when things got tough, yeah. where everyone was, was at home doing work, office work. Uh, home office if you there were people out there like well now everything is shut down even the smallest opportunities have been closed because all they had to do is go out and go work physically and can you tell me a little bit about um your outreach that you did and um why did you opt to go directly to the people and not think about okay what are the virtual ways that i could help other people it could have been more safer in a way yeah yeah um so the kaboga foundation um is a foundation that focuses on enriching like the lives of the disadvantaged people and um, bringing opportunities, connecting people to opportunities because we, we, we realize, especially young people, we realize that there's so much talent in South Africa, so much talent. And this is something that my husband um, started even before we got married, the foundation existed. Uh, even before we met, actually. Mm. It existed because he started playing rugby when he was 19 and he was in varsity already. He didn't go to like a, a private school. He went to a rural school in Gabangulu and um, his very first time of holding a rugby ball, well, not holding a rugby ball, but playing like rugby was uh, in Durban when he was doing his, um, when he was in, in, in varsity. So, it, so the, the fact that he got that exposure so late, not that it delayed him, we, we, we trust in, in, the, in the journey and the path that God had for him. But we, he thought that, you know, if only these young people in rural areas could be exposed to these um, opportunities early, they could get scholarships, sponsored and all of that. Um, so that's why he started it. He wanted to connect talent to opportunities and, and, and. And then I came into the picture and then for me, because I'm so passionate about education, I was like, okay, why don't we maybe um, also introduce like scholarships, bursaries and whatever, taking kids that have, don't have money to go to varsity and whatever. So that also came into the picture. So we combined that. And then when, um, which is what we do normally. That's what we do. And then the pandemic started and then whew, we're like, okay. So he started talking to sponsors, like your spas, your, you save. And people were just like, we on it. They jumped on it. Like the provision was so amazing. And the reason why we decided to go personally is because we don't have employees. We do everything ourselves. We do the admin. We do the, um, the, the planning, the finances and whatever it is. We go to the university, to universities to speak to deans and, we we do the applications. We even like accommodate some of our of our students when they first come to Joburg and they don't have a place to stay because they're from Eastern Cape. They don't know everybody, anyone here. 
Um, I mean, we have one of our students is in, she, he's in School of Excellence under Sundowns. He's so good at soccer. Like, mm-hmm. he's so good. So um, he was still very young at that time. So we would take him on the weekends and bring him home with us because he didn't know anyone and his family was not here. So we'd take him all and, and have spend the weekend here with us just so you could feel like, I don't know, some sort of home vibes because they were boarding there and it was new and all of that. So um, the reason why we went out there is because we don't have employees. And I love that we went out there. And another reason why we went is because my husband loves people. He likes to touch people. He likes to feel, he likes to look at people and, you know, ask questions. He likes to listen to stories that are similar to his, you know, and um, a part of me was like, babe, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to lie. I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah, I mean, we're going to be wearing masks and, and whatever. And the people that we had contact with, I think like about thousands of people that we met in different locations. And so we were like, okay, cool, let's go. And we took our eldest son as well. We were like, you know, my husband was like, he needs to see how other people live. He needs to be humble enough to step out of his comfort to go into an uncomfortable area and help, you know. And after that, you could see, how shocked he was that other people live like that, you know? And I think that also opened his eyes. So we went in there. I mean, the first outreach we did was in Atridgeville in Pretoria. Yeah, I think Pretoria. And um, a lot of people came through and it was amazing also to see so many like um, well-known people like sportsmen, celebrities, actors and whatever coming through. And it was amazing. You're like, oh, guys, wow. People are not just like about themselves out there, you know? Yeah. And it was such a beautiful time to also just, it was such a beautiful experience and opportunity for us to see other people step out of their, out of their comfort zone to do something for, for someone that they've never met, someone they don't even know. So that was really amazing. And I think we also took like a lot of lessons from, from that as well. I mean, sometimes you forget that other people live a certain way, you know, because you are always in an environment that is comfortable to you. So when you step out of your comfort zone, you realize that, you know what? You can easily be ungrateful for life. Yes. And other people are like, you are goals to them. They're like, yo, if I could live like Utumelo, my life would be amazing. And when are you still complaining about you know, petty things that don't matter, you know? So I think that it's also good to just have that wake up call once in a while of, you know what, you are, you are blessed and yeah. be content and, 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 and thankful for that. And I mean, that is something that you, you always like express, even when you're not saying it in words. Cause for instance, what, what I saw, like, okay, first of all, I'd like to congratulate you on winning an award uh, from the Sovietian. For being like the beauty and fashion uh, influence of the year. Thank like you. Thank year. you so much. But if it were that, you were still open to collaborate. I know that you were part of a, a campaign against uh, GBV that was called I Am Every Woman. You always there for me whenever I call you and I need a collaboration. Like during the <laughs> lockdown, we did like um, live fitness the sessions workout. together. <laughs> so can, can yeah. you tell me about... Um, especially for someone who's, who's a content creator as well, how important it is to, to, to collaborate and also like in terms of finding your own voice, 
still being able to work with other people and not locking yourself out and saying, no, I only do this, meaning that I cannot help someone who's doing something different. I think we were built for community and no matter how different like our industries can be, we can, we can coexist. And I think we can, we can help each other out no matter how different it may, it may seem. But for me, it's all about heart really. Um, when I was like still coming up as well, I think I'm still coming up, <laughs> but when I was, you know, I would like reach out to content creators and like people would not even respond, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, okay, it's okay if I'm, I'm not like fitting into your plan. Mm. It's okay. It's fine. And I think like, if you see someone that you admire and you ask for help in, in, in whatever it is that they do and they reject you, I think, not a lot of people can take that as, um, okay, next, let's go into the next one. Some people would be discouraged and whatever. Like when I say it's a hard thing for me, it truly is a hard thing. There are people that have also asked me for stuff or asked me to collaborate on something. And then I see that this is not necessarily speaking to, to my brand. For example, um, a brand reaching an alcoholic beverage, reaching out to me and stuff. Oh. And I'm like, no, um, I, I, I don't, uh, I'm sorry. Thank you so much for reaching out, but that's not what I, I, I represent and whatever. Yeah. But then you find people that you can see how desperate they are. You can see how badly they're doing. You know, if you check out their, their profile and you're like, yo, the talent is there, the creativity is there, but there's not, there's not, they, they don't have the right equipment um, to do what they're doing. Uh, they don't have enough knowledge and whatever it is. Um, so when I say it's a hard thing, like my heart will, 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 will give up on me. Like my heart will just betray me. And, and, and I'm like, okay, okay, let's, let me do this. And then another thing, I believe that, like I said, we are built for community. I am not going to be great and do what I do and be the first black woman, the first woman or whatever it is to, to do what I do. I don't believe in those things. We must all be there so that no one, suffers and ask you for stuff when you are there you know what i mean i believe in empowering let's all be empowered do what you do the cake is big enough for all of us i've had so many um stylists come up to me and be like oh my god how did you start and i don't even i don't hold back anything step Mm. by step i would have a meeting with you i remember there was a lady that drove from lipopo to here just so she could sit with me and find out what, what, how did I start the styling thing? Because she likes styling. She's in engineering. And engin- um, and she's like, we're always wearing like boots there and jeans. How do I, you know, incorporate this and that? And I literally spent, I think about three hours. We, she wrote notes down of how I started everything. And for me, that did not take anything, anything away from me. It didn't take clients. It didn't take what I knew and my journey and my path it was not destructive because I took, I took time to help somebody. So for me, it's really a hard thing. And also just knowing that for everybody to be empowered, for you also to grow and be empowered, you need to empower others Mm. or else you will constantly be that woman who has to mentor everybody who has to take time out of your time, out of your busy schedule and go attend um, um, uh, whatever um, mentorship programs and whatever instead of like really giving time and giving people what the resources that they need so that they can grow 
and go so. teach others and then everybody is okay you know because i think it's draining that people want to always be the only ones at the top yes <laughs> because everybody's going to be looking up to you now how are you going to tend to 500 people that want this resource and that want this knowledge and you are holding on to it and you are the only person that does it yeah i mean it it says a lot about your character because some people will be like hey i have the secrets here let me turn them into a a lucrative opportunity where others will have to pay me and come one by one and queue up to get the gems that I have. And in a way that you're saying it, I'm also not saying that those who are, who are, who are um, capitalizing or who are making a living out of it are wrong. It's just that yeah. there are certain things where you're like sharing this is getting the next person to do it themselves and that they can know that, these opportunities are not limited to a certain space. And yeah, is, I yeah. think the, 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 the vibe that I get, I'm, I'm getting from you. And I mean, when it comes to that, it's really something that is also um, a very important uh, part on, on my side as well. And hope that yeah. through this platform itself that uh, you get to share or more people get to share their stories for free and certain people might not be able to reach you directly, but they could listen to this episode and be like, oh yeah, I learned a thing or two. And I yeah. hope that we've covered most of the things and there's many more other stuff that I think on a personal note, I can still and will always ask you, because <laughs> I know you but uh, for today to wrap it up, we have um, a session of um, uh, a few questions. It's like ra- rapid questions, five of them. Okay, so here's oh, the right. first question. It says, uh, if you're failing to be consistent, maybe on your work or personal space, what uh, other attributes help you get yourself back on track? I love routine. Like I'm a, I'm a, uh, I've got like a plan, a plan before the plan is planned. <laughs> so um, I divide my life into compartments, like into small, my finances, fitness, family, school when I was in school. Mm. and fun and all of that so I know what I need to do for the month like I feel like I could have everything else in place but if my family members are not okay then that really derails me from that and what always brings me back is is like spending time with God spending time reading the word worship music listening to sermons even if like it's like five years a sermon that was preached five years ago if I feel like it's relevant to what I'm going through right now that really like helps me to, it picks me up. And I think it's, it's, it's something that you sometimes express also on social media. Cause I feel like we might think we know you. It's also good to know, is this what we see or is what we see really how she is? And it makes sense. Yeah. Cause I've seen you on times when you just like tuned in to share a little bit of, um, of uh, prayer and motivation and you log yeah. out you like today i don't have anything to serve you guys i just want to share what i'm going through and then you're out yeah that is that is also real yeah so going straight into the second um question this is um about it could either be books podcasts or or documentaries so you can give us your all-time favorite uh what's hot right now what you're reading or what you're listening to and what is on your radar what you're looking uh to get into next Okay, in terms of books, I just finished uh, the book. uh, It's called The Monk That Sold His Ferrari. Mm. Very powerful book. Like, wow. I think it was the right time for me to start reading it in the beginning of the year with all the resolutions and stuff. So it was really good. Um, Learned a lot, especially about time management, um, 
and also just being in control of your own psyche like that whole thing of not blaming people for everything you are responsible for the way that you feel and um when you begin to change everything around everything else around you changes when you begin to change your perspective about things it's not always what people dish out to you it's not always like what it what they say you you can cancel that with what you believe in whatever and then in terms of podcasts i'm listening to uh, this is our love journey by Mbumi, Lidwaba, and Brandon Praise. Lidwaba, mm. I think. So, yeah, um, I think they have some really powerful um, information and things to share about marriage and love, um, especially as young couples and stuff. I always want to enrich my marriage, and I always want to 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 be, I don't, I don't want to say like the best version of myself because anything that I am a hundred percent, like anything that my flesh is a hundred percent live to the problem. Yeah. <laughs> the problem because woo, when Omila arises, you know, a lot of things, I need Jesus to calm it down and equalize the, the, the situation. But um, yeah, so I'm, re- I'm, I'm, I'm listening to them as well. And then next, I actually wanted. I want to get the book by T.D. Jakes, so, so I want to I start um, reading that because this year, one of the things that I want to do is at least read six books this year, at least six. So that, that's, that's, that's what I'm, 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 I'm at. I'll check out for you at the end of the year about that one. Uh, moving, <laughs> on to, moving on to the next question is, um, yeah, if you had the opportunity to deliver a message to your future self for a change uh, 20 years from now, what would you say to, uh, or want to say to yourself about your current efforts? Um, actually, funny story. When I started, when I started Royal Couture, I sent myself an um an email from my email from my work email, mm. and I said, "Dear Omila, like I don't want to tell you what I wrote, but I wrote like a whole lot of things there, and and I think one of the things that." I want to go back to that email maybe like 10 or 20 years from now, oh. you know, and, and what I wrote there would maybe be your answer. I think everything that I'm doing right now is taking me closer to where I'm supposed to be and everything that I, I don't get to, 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 to receive or any, every, any prayer that I don't get to see manifest right now is not necessarily something that I'm missing it's just that I was not supposed to experience it right and um, we are built for community don't be afraid to share don't be afraid to wait and um, when things don't work out even though you planned them to the T let it go (laughs) it's not gonna change (laughs) it's really not gonna change and um, more than anything be open to letting, to allowing, like, not allowing, but be open to people coming and going. It's okay. That, that's okay. And um, I think that's one of the things that I used to struggle with. Like, even if someone is, like, abusing me, I'm like, but she's my friend. And I'm like, hey, but can you say this is a one-sided friendship? Mm. Can't you say this person is benefiting from you? And it's, it's okay for them. Whenever you need them, they're not there. And then I'm like, okay, cool. But, like, 
things would like fade out and whatever. And then again, I'd be like, hey girl, I miss you. And my, 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 my husband would be like, no, stop it. Stop yes. doing that. So it's okay for people to, to, to come in and to, and, to, and, to, and to leave. It's okay. But more than anything, um, I think one of the things that I wrote there was that success is not the aim. Fame, money, success, riches, and whatever it is, that should not be the end goal. But the people that you meet and the people that you've changed along your journey, even if you had to give up turn for someone to go by themselves eight times so that they can send an email for a job application, you've done it. It's okay. Those are the experiences that should determine whether you were successful in your life journey or not. Helping people, working with people. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, when I asked this question, I found that people are more inclined to say or think about what they could have said to their younger selves. But you're the first person where I feel like you have thought about your future self and what you you would like communicate yeah. to that. And I felt like there was a thorough answer. I'm really, really going to go back to that one and listen to it myself and just find out <laughs> what is it that, because this is where we're looking for the gems of understanding who you are, how you, you take yeah. and what makes you who you are. And I hope people really don't take this as just a fun little segment where people answer questions quickly, but also where they can learn yeah. about certain stuff. So yeah, the next one, uh, yeah, this one is just put there as a curveball. It says, if you, uh, we could switch roles and you get to interview me. What one question would you ask me? Putting myself on the spot every time. Ooh, okay. Can I ask you two questions? We'll take it. One, what would you say you are doing to impact um, people's lives in the, in, in, in the country that you are in right now as a Black person? And do you think that you, you have a voice there? Interesting question. And it's one that I've luckily have gotten time to think about ever since I've moved here. Um, yeah, I, I work with also like um, at a primary school. So like we're kids that are um, between first grade and fourth grade. So yeah. some of them, uh, their first real interaction, not seeing black people was with me. And what I say about Africa and wow. South Africa is what they take as facts. So I'm very aware of what I say. And and mm. I know that I, I like, so, like most of them right now, I've been, like those who are in first grade, I've been working with them from when they started school till now. So they, they are well aware how, like how I behave is unfortunately how they think all black people behave. So sometimes when I'm being seen, I have to call myself also to order, but I think yeah. I'm happy that I'm also having, also working at a university here, at a university gym as a personal trainer still. I get there to also work with, like I'm mostly working with young people, which makes me feel like yeah. I have an impact that will last for a, a longer yeah. than if yeah. I'm just working with adults or people mm-hmm. who've, who've had concrete um ideas about life itself we think oh, yeah, this yeah. is how things are yeah. and no one will ever change my mind so that's one thing and in terms of having a voice um i think in the spheres that i'm in for instance i'm in the board of um touch rugby board the sport that i play i feel like in the in the in the spaces that i'm in i allow myself to 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 express how i feel about things and how things yeah. should work I still feel like I'm not doing enough, but I, I think 
the fact that I get involved in spaces where yeah. I don't see a lot of people like me, it's also something that I, I don't take for granted. Representation. Yeah. And yeah. one thing that I'm also not um, oblivion to is I'm not looking for representation in a sense of in, if I was in South Africa. Like, you know, representation should also be realistic. If in a group of mm-hmm. 10 people, there's one that looks different. Representation doesn't mean that the numbers should always be even. Yeah. So it, Ooh, I, am, yeah. I am a few, like I represent a fewer people here than I would represent in South Africa if I was in a space yeah. where there's no black people. So therefore yeah. that for me is something that I take in, in my head that, okay, I'm one out of, okay, maybe it balances up in this uh, uh, in this sphere that I'm in, but in a, in a bigger context, yes, more is always good. So I'm aware of that. Oh, wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. And then my second question, my last question is, what have you learned as a young dad and as a young couple, like um, in a multiracial marriage? And then number two, what would you, what advice or what words of wisdom would you share with a young, um, a young husband like yourself? What I'll say, first of all, is I am fortunate to to be uh, in this position that I'm in where, where marriage and, and parenthood came to me in a different country. So I, yeah. I got the opportunity to question, to, to change, to lose everything that yeah. I've learned if I wanted. And create something new that I've never seen before with the influences of what I see here and there. So actually how I live is not how I was raised is not how probably my wife was raised. It's a combination of both. And that has allowed me to, to be a little bit open. And so if I have to share anything from my side is that all you both face challenges, like don't think what I'm saying is because all is easy. There's small things like, you are now, you moving into living with someone who you know relatively shorter than you know yourself. So everything is going to be new. But with us, we knew that. Like I came prepared for the biggest changes and therefore everything <laughs> that was still more moderate or, or not as different yeah. as it could be at home was just helpful to us, the thing. like, And I think one thing that... I, I don't know if I've shared somewhere. I think we had a bonus episode in season one that spoke about marriages and divorce. We came into it thinking, uh, speaking openly about, hey, if things don't work out, divorce is not yeah. the failure of the relationship. It's us realizing, okay, pushing it from here would not be healthy. And knowing yeah. that we came with the open mind of, hey, if things don't work out, you can always go back to your normal life. Maybe made yeah. us put more effort than if we came in and be like, this is forever where sometimes yeah. you put the expectations there and if they're not met, you, you're disappointed. And for us, yeah. we're real with the fact that, look, we, we do not know how we are. And there's so many differences that we still discover till today. Small little yeah. nuances that say, okay, because I was brought up differently there, here, mm. how I fold my, my clothes could be different. Small things like those. Yeah. Like, yeah. Once you live together, you see, the differences and for me open-mindedness is a big deal 
So yeah, as I said, uh, with this question, I put myself in the spot and at times it gets me out of the, this seat and into that seat and it helps me just to think how, why should I ask people certain questions? How is, is it comfortable being asked certain questions? It just gives me that feeling moving into the next interview and the next interview to think about what, how to ask people and how to ask people things that they also would prefer to answer. And, and yeah, so the last question is one that I really like. It says, finish this sentence. The reason I cannot quit is because. The reason I cannot quit is because there's just, <laughs> we're going to answer this one. The reason I cannot quit is because there's just so many people that have been entrusted to me. And, um, and I'm not talking about my family and my kids. I mean, the people that um, God has placed on my way, on my way. Um, I cannot miss that. I can't miss these opportunities. And I think another reason is because even when I want to quit, there's just something in me that does not allow me to. I don't know. Like, it, again, I'm going to go back to scripture. You know, there's a scripture that says that greater is he that is on the inside of me than the one that is in the world. Mm. The one that is in the world. So even if um, I find myself in a very a dark place, which I have found myself in a dark place. Like, I think I struggled with like a mini, mini depression for long, especially when I was in varsity. And then I got married and, 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 and like there's been times where I was, I had suicidal thoughts or times where, well, I actually tried to kill myself. And he, even in that moment, the lowest point of my life, that scripture becomes alive. Greater is he that is on the inside of me than every other voice that tells me negative things about my life or you're not good enough. Um, you're never going to reach A, B, C, D. Nobody cares about you. Oh, look, about, look at how they, they, look at how everybody's just like sidelining you, stuff like that. But the voice, the great, the great I am that is on the inside of me is so much bigger. I think that's why I cannot give up. I cannot, even if I want to. Oh, man. I, I think there's, there's so many follow-up questions that I could ask right now, but I feel like it's a, it's a note that I think it's good to, to end this show today. And, <laughs> and one thing that, that, that I'm happy about <laughs> is that with all these answers that you gave me, if in five years from now, they're all different, I would also understand because one thing we do to ourselves, we think we don't, like we, 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 we find a certain comfort and think that is who we are forever and we are forever changing. Yeah. Again, yeah. look at yourself in the mirror, mm. think about five years ago, you are not the yeah. person who you are. And for now, for today, and for when the people listen to this, this is who Omila is. And I hope they, they know mm. that Omila is a forever changing person and, they could sure. be a different one in a couple of years' time. Yeah, no, definitely. They will, actually. I'll, I will not be the person that I am today. I'm constantly evolving. I'm constantly growing. The man that I married five years ago is not the man that I married to today. You know, yes, the core values and the foundational things yeah. that, like, define who he is or that are part of who he is, they're still there. But you see, like, a growth in someone and sometimes the growth is uncomfortable for you because you're not used to like you're like oh, what you like mm. you, you you like skinny jeans like you never used to like skinny jeans you know <laughs> so um 
it's a constant constant growth constant growth and it's it's the same with people in whatever influence or area of influence they're in um they're not always going to be the same people they're not always going to believe in the same things mm. and they will see life differently and of course people say life is the greatest teacher so as you grow you experience things that will change you and you know you're a different person yeah this ah, so Before we wrap it up, can you please uh, share where the people can find you in terms of business or your your account so that they can uh, continue the conversation beyond what you just had here? Okay, so I am on Instagram at Omila Koboga for Royal Couture Purchases. I've got a website. It's the royalcouture.co.za. That's where you can get all my pieces. I release uh, pieces every um, um, season. So I've got spring, summer. I'm going to be launching my my winter in the coming weeks, my winter collection. And then Magotiwe is on Instagram at Omila Magotiwe. And yeah, that's, that's, that's where you can find me. All right. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. This was enlightening. Uh, like it was really good for me as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Oh my goodness. I... <laughs> I don't normally like being being asked questions, but I have to say I really enjoyed it, and I think um, I also like learned a lot from you with the two questions that I gave you, and also what your your closing um, note of you know people are constantly changing and evolving, and we need to be if we if you if we want to be like learn from those people and be around those people, we constantly need to be aware of that change and be accepting of that change more than anything because then that's who they are thank you for tuning in and if you want to learn more from our previous guests i have created a short and free pdf with the best lessons from all 10 guests interviewed in season two follow the link in the show description to download a copy to stay up to date with the podcast, follow at WeMoveXP across all social platforms and share your thoughts on this episode. So till next time, take care.